Thanks for tuning in to Why Life Science, a podcast produced by the BYU Life Science Museum at Brigham Young University. I'm Katie Knight. And I'm Austin Lambert. Our mission here at the Life Science Museum is to inspire wonder, understanding, and reverence for our evolving planet. So with this podcast, we are here to bring you stories and interviews about life science research and projects going on in the College of Life Sciences at BYU and in the local community. Visit our website, lsm.byu.edu, for more information and to access notes from each episode. Okay, well, welcome to the Wildlife Science Podcast. Uh, Today, we're joined by Dr. Julianne Gross and two of her students, uh, Kenneth Ewell and Kira Green. We'll just start with introductions. Dr. Gross, do you want to start and just talk about what your role at BYU is and, and a bit about your research interests? Sure, I'm really happy to be here. My role at BYU it has been as a professor for 15 years in the life sciences, and I've just loved it. It's been teaching about half of the time and research about half of the time. So it's been busy, but super fun. The best part is actually working with the students. And I run really two very different research programs, but they're based on how microbiology can be used to solve problems. In my laboratory, my main project is on metabolism and how we regulate metabolism and how that goes wrong in so many different diseases. And we study that using baker's yeast, the same thing you use to bake bread. So it's pretty interesting. interesting. Yeah, it turns out they have a lot of the same metabolic pathways we have. So it's a really good model system. And then my other research vein comes from phage hunters, which is a class and a program I've taught here at BYU for the whole time I've been here. And phages are actually viruses that infect bacteria. And they're so specific for bacteria that they make really good alternative treatments for all kinds of bacterial problems, from human bacterial infections to agricultural. Interesting. And they're called phage hunters? Yeah. So that word phage means to eat. And that's where it gets its name. Bacteriophage is the full name. Eat bacteria. And we go hunting for these viruses that infect bacteria. They're everywhere, so they're easy to find. And so that's a class that you've taught at BYU as well as what you're focused on in your research? Yeah. At first, I was just focused on the metabolism, but then the class was so successful and the students loved it that after the class, they wanted to keep doing research. So it's really a big part of my lab now, too. And it, it's a great teaching tool because they actually isolate a virus the first semester from the environment. And because there's so many viruses in the environment, it's always a novel one, like no one has ever seen it before. And then they get to name it, they get to publish it, and we sequence the DNA. And the second semester, they actually look at the DNA. And so you teach all the basics of microbiology while they're doing something which is really cool. So you don't just talk about DNA. They actually get to investigate the DNA of their own virus. It's such a powerful teaching tool and tons of fun. Yeah, and and so the students that you brought today, you have one who is working with metabolism and the other one is working with these phage hunters. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's uh, start then on a a bit of an introduction for each of you. Uh, Kenneth, do you want to talk about who you are and uh, how you ended up here at BYU and then which project you're working on. I'm Kenneth Ewu and I'm from Ghana, West Africa. I moved from Ghana straight to 
BYU in 2021 for my grad school after my undergrad. And the way it happened was that uh, after my undergrad, like that was a COVID time. I mean, I had it in mind to go to grad school after some time and I was just speaking to my friends, they were applying and I was like, oh, probably I should also apply. But And I'm like, yeah, I'm a member of the church. I know BYU, right? So why not apply to BYU? So the first thing I did was to send out a couple of emails to Dr. Gross and a couple of other professors. And then they all got back to me. Dr. Gross was, honestly, I think she was more open to talking. So I kept on talking with her instead. I asked her about the program and about the whole application process. And then she actually helped me through the whole process. I was like, yeah, I'll go ahead and apply. And I applied and I got in and I decided to join her lab because I was interested in the in both of her research, I was really interested in both phages and their metabolism. So I'm currently working on kind of both. Well, my main focus is on metabolism, but I do a little bit of phage work as well. I've worked with Kiara a couple of times in phage hunters, and sometimes I do phage work on my own. Uh, the way I got into like science and research, I mean, as a child, I'd always wanted to be like a scientist. Right, that was when I was like really, really young. Yeah, and as I progressed, when I go to high school, I was like, oh, I want to be a medical doctor, right? It's all the same, like science and research. I was like, at a point, uh, I tried to get into medical school, but I didn't really get in. And then I, I did. I had to study medical lab science for my undergrad. So during that, I got exposed to microbiology, molecular biology, and all all the science, fun science yeah. stuff. And I decided that well, I have two options after my undergrad to either go ahead and pursue medicine or do grad school for a PhD, which is going to help me like do more research. And I mean, it's interesting. And then I just thought about it, discussed with my friends. And they were like, yeah. I mean, I have two other good friends who are in the same path with me. And we all decided that, yeah, we think grad school in microbiology, molecular biology will be better for us because ultimately we, we kind of thought about it that we wanted to learn from the U.S., like, beef up ourselves, like, become better and go back to the country to kind of help research, right? And I feel like to be able to extend phage research to Ghana is going to be big, right? So ultimately, that's something I would like to do or kind of set up some form of research from my parents' university, University of Cape Coast, and kind of take it from there. But for now, I'm just focusing on my PhD now to kind of get it going and graduate and hopefully things work out eventually yeah that, that's a remarkable i guess pathway to byu and mm-hmm. and to already have a vision of what you're hoping mm-hmm. to accomplish mm-hmm. dr gross is it common that you get people who email you and say we're interested in in your research we want to join your lab very common especially internationally mm-hmm. yeah i get a lot of emails there's a lot of interest especially in the phage biology which is surprising but it's it's kind of a new and breaking field right most people haven't heard of phage therapy and it's up and coming it's in the u.s it's it's been around a long time actually but it's just starting to explode there's even phage therapy companies here in utah that's really cool and and i i didn't know anything about this so so kenneth how long have you been here at byu then I've been here for one and a half years. I'm in my second year now, so yeah, kind of thing. I'll be two years in August. Okay, and, and so for a PhD, which you're pursuing, how long does that usually take? Five, six years. 
That's the outrage. Then let's uh, also hear from Kira. What degree are you pursuing? Um, I'm an undergraduate in microbiology. Okay, and have you taken the, the phage class, I imagine? Yeah, I've taken the phage class, and then I've TA'd for it for two years now. Okay, so how did you, I guess, get into it, and how did you end up at BYU? Uh, did you know you were going to be doing microbiology? Um, I've definitely always had an interest in microbiology. I transferred here as a from a community college. I did my associate's degree first, and knew I wanted to pursue a science, but I wasn't sure exactly what one. So I started out as a biotechnology major, and um, after taking phage hunters, switched over to microbiology. So it sounds like the phage hunters class really does have that pull. It does. <laughs> it, it, yeah. It's definitely a class that can convert people <laughs> to, to microbiology. At the end of the class, you said it's two semesters? Yeah. How many kids in the class ask to do your research? Oh, about half. Yeah, it's like 20. That's a good percentage. Yeah. <laughs> so what was it uh, about the class and about the content that, that most interested It was the kind of hands-on, real-life, applicable attribute of the class. You kind of were able to guide your research and kind of, like, take charge of, like, being able to troubleshoot and, like, learn research skills and also knowing that this could be applicable to the in-real-world problems. And so for, for the research you're doing, I guess, what kind of questions are you trying to answer? Mostly what we're trying to do is find treatments using these phage. So like the one we're focusing on in the class mostly right now has to do with a bacteria. Um, it's called Xanthomonas, and it's a major agricultural pest. So it infects these plants and can kill off a lot of them. And so what we're trying to do is see how do these phage relate to the bacteria and how can we use them to potentially um, use it to treat these bacterial infections. It sounds like you're, you have these kind of big, really applicable problems, and you said that's mm -hmm. part of what interested you. I guess for me, I'm not a microbiologist, and so sometimes dealing with these things, like we talk about viruses and bacteria, they're so small, it's hard for me to picture how you would go about doing this research. <laughs> I mean, any of you can, can jump in and answer on how do you tackle some of these questions and work with things that you can't just see with your eyes? I mean, do you use microscopes for a lot of this work or, or how, how do you go about this? Well, it, it's interesting. I'm always telling them in class that it requires faith in what you can't <laughs> see, right? Because they don't see their phage often until they've been working for four or five months, right? And what they're looking for is actually the absence of bacteria, like the disappearance of bacteria, and then they have to just have faith that that's a phage that's causing the bacteria to disappear. And they have to keep chasing that down and purifying it and, and, and getting it to high concentration. And it really isn't until they do electron microscopy because these viruses are even too small to see with a light microscope. They're nanoparticles. So I tell them they do nano research, you know. And they, they love that. But... It, it does require a lot of faith on their part. It, but once they see that virus under the EM, their faith pays off. Kenneth, so I guess for you, are you also working with, I mean, we, we talk about microbiology. It's not necessarily phages, but you're doing metabolism yeah. work. Is it is it just as small? No, I don't think it's small. So 
currently I'm working with yeast and mammalian cells, so quite bigger than phages and bacteria. But literally, I feel like it's the same application and techniques. Uh, molecular biology, you use the same principles, right? It's from PCR, cultures, and all the stuff that you do. So it's really the same thing. The only thing is, is that with mine, I get to see the cells as kind of <laughs> as they grow. So, I mean, if I work, if I do something like, for example, I, I have a transformation going on, the next day I'm hoping to see something, right? Or like phage hunters where like they, something just clears and then you don't know what it's just water that just cleared stuff or just maybe the bacteria didn't just didn't grow there or the media is wrong. You'll never know until after about four or five months where you do the electron microscopy. Off of mine, if it doesn't work, then, then I know it didn't work. Then I have to redo, so I kind of see it as it goes. I have like more of molecular applications. And and what are some of the questions you're trying to answer? The phage stuff sounds like it's it's trying to, to fight bacterial diseases and things like that. I guess what questions is this metabolism research trying to answer? Yeah, so we are trying to answer basically like metabolic syndrome and kind of addressing the issue, right? So for my field or for my focus, I'm studying one of the proteins which kind of regulate glucose, how glucose is used in the body. So, you know, we have diabetes, cholesterol, lipids, and, and cholesterol, lipids, they all kind of come from glucose. I mean, the metabolism of glucose. And we found a protein molecule that's able to regulate how glucose is used eventually in the cell. So it's kind of go to the production of more lipids or... I mean, for respiration, based on what we want to do, we can maybe tackle a particular point. And we're like, yeah, let's cut this step, and then we'll prevent the production of maybe lipids. And then we can kind of protect against cholesterol and lipids and other uh, diseases. And then when you get to respiration as well, we have a phenomenon in, in cancer cells called the Warburg effect, where like cancer cells kind of change their metabolism pathway. And we can also use that to kind of cut it and change how cancer cells respire, metabolize, and kind of protect against cancer or kind of cut the progression of cancer. So that's some of the things I'm looking at. That's the kind of questions I want to answer. So it sounds to me like uh, the research you're doing has potential for wide application. And you said you've been doing this research for 15 years. Is that right? Yeah. I mean... Some of the research I've been doing a lot longer elsewhere during my own graduate studies and, and postdoctoral studies. But the, the phage research has been going on the whole time since I started here teaching the class. Like I said, it was so contagious. The students were, they didn't want the class to end. They're like, <laughs> keep doing this. Can I keep doing this in your lab? And it's really grown and blossomed for sure. When you have so many uh, students involved and you're doing this research, have you been able to see it go from from the lab where you're learning about these phages and and what they do to like recommending treatments or something oh, yeah. in the real world? Like what kind of applications have you been able to see? Yeah, it it's just been super fun. So we developed a treatment for fire blight, which is a tree infection. You've probably seen it when the trees look like they've been burnt. We, we developed that, um, and that's currently still going in the process of approval. Um, we have a honeybee treatment. You, you've heard of the honeybee colony collapse, where we're losing about 40% of all colonies in the U.S. a year, which is crazy. And we have a treatment for that. That's currently going through the EPA, actually. 
Yeah, we're hoping that's on the market in the next couple of years. And we've actually treated even a sea turtle of a bacterial infection. Sea turtle named Shelly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Shelly had an antibiotic-resistant bacteria, and we were able to isolate phages and help with the treatment of Shelly. That's remarkable to be able to see both the lab side and then and then start seeing how this goes out into the real world. And so what are your hopes then for your research that your students are doing? And I guess what are the, the big problems in the world that you're hoping to tackle? Yeah, I mean, the, the biggest thing that I hope is really in working with these students is to get them to where they want to be. Because I'm one person, but if I train, you know, 10 people or 100 people to go out and use their talents, then that's so much more powerful than what I can do on my own. But the really great thing about BYU and um, President Worthen's experiential learning initiatives are that, you know, we're doing that now while they're here, while they're in school. And that's so different than when I went to school, I just sat in a classroom, right? I, I didn't do all this. It's so different and just so great because already, you know, our, our motto is go forth and serve and they're doing that here. And now on campus, they're creating things that will help people and they're going to for the rest of their lives. So that's the main objective is develop our talents and use them in some way to benefit mankind. Yeah, well, and it's it's exciting that we have an undergrad and a graduate uh, here with us. So Kira, for you, I guess, what is this experience being able to take the class and then work in uh, Dr. Gross's lab? Uh, how has that, I guess, helped you learn and, and figure out what you want to do and, and what you're becoming? Yeah, I would say it was really... I would say even the primary experience of like helping to determine what I want to do career-wise going forth, it gave me the opportunity to have hands-on to be able to actually experience what would it be like doing research rather than like hearing about it in your classes or like learning about different things. You can actually experience it. And I just fell in love with it. Yeah. And so what's your career vision uh, moving forward? Yeah. So I am hoping to go to graduate school pursuing research in whatever form that takes. And Kenneth, what about you? You didn't have the undergrad experience at BYU. From the way that BYU approaches their their research and the experiential learning, uh, how has that impacted your education? Yeah, I mean, I feel like for grad studies, your PI or your supervisor makes all the difference. And I'm really grateful to have Dr. Gro. She's She's really great and she's training us really well, I mean. I mean, I'm not perfect, right? But the way she kind of approaches how to solve issues and correct me and, I mean, the other guys in the lab, it's so great. And, I mean, I feel like that's the difference because for my undergrad, I'm sometimes back in school, not all professors are the same, right? Some just don't care what you do. Some, like, they care a little bit, and some do really care. I think that Dr. Gross is in that category of people who really care. And because moving from Ghana to here, I didn't know what to expect. But the very first day I got into the lab, Right, all the guys in there, they were like welcoming, nice, ready to teach me. I was ready to learn. So I was like, yeah, this, this is really nice. And I mean, BYU as a whole, I mean, with the church, gospel centered all around us, that makes it really like home, kind of away from home because then I kind of know what everyone is doing or what they are talking about. So that's fair. That's fine for me. And I think that's also helping me with my progress and my learning and everything. 
I mean, this has just been a, a very interesting and, you know, this interview has been able to tell me learn things I didn't even have any idea existed. I guess as we're just wrapping up, could we just touch on, on why research and understanding science is important to each of you and, and why you feel that this is what uh, you should be doing with your life? I mean, that's a, a big question, I know, but, but maybe, Dr. Gross, do you want to start and just kind of a, a tackle that big question? It is a big question. I want students to know that you can fall into your career because that's what happened to me, right? And I have a pretty good career that was kind of an accident. So um, they often come into my office and they're worried, you know, I don't know what I want to do. Everybody else seems to know what they want to do and I don't know. Well, I didn't know what I wanted to do either. I had great high school teachers. I've always had really great mentors. I'm a first generation college student. So I wasn't even sure I was going to get a bachelor's, let alone go beyond that. But I had really encouraging science teachers in high school. So I applied to college and I just put down my my major as chemistry because I was like, I don't know. I I liked my chemistry teacher, right? (laughs) And then I started taking chemistry. And then I took a biology class for fun. And then that teacher, John Roth, he changed my life. So he, he wrote on my test, like, come talk to me. I went and spoke with him, and he said, hey, you seem to really like this stuff. And I was like, I do. He's like, come work in my lab. It was kind of the same situation. And then after I worked in his lab for six months, he's like, you really should go to graduate school, get your PhD. And I was like, what's a PhD? (laughs) Why would I want to do that? What is this whole thing? Like, I didn't even know. Besides sitting in a class with professors, I had never met anyone with a PhD. I didn't know what went into it. I didn't know the process. And I told him, I I don't think that's for me, but maybe I'll get a master's. And he's like, he was so smart. He was deceptive. He was like, apply to the PhD program. And if you don't like it, or if you decide you still just want your master's, you can leave after two years with your master's. He was smart, right? Because he (laughs) knew I was going to get into the PhD program and then I'd be hooked. And he was so right. Like, that's what I'm trying to pay for it is that encouragement and that, you know, recognition of people developing their talents and opening those pathways because that's what was done for me. I mean, I really had no clue. When, when I say I had no clue, I had no clue. And I just had so many great mentors in my life that have totally determined my path. And even coming here to BYU, like, I hadn't planned to become a professor. And Laura Bridgewater actually reached out to me during my postdoc and was like, hey, have you thought about applying to BYU? You should really come here. I mean, everything just seemed really moved by people being inspired by God, good people listening to the inspiration around them and opening doors for me and encouraging me. Uh, That's remarkable. It's fun that we just interviewed Dr. Bridgewater. So, And what about you, Kira? For research, I like how it's able to help people and the opportunities it produces. Because for me, that's something I always wanted. Growing up, I wanted a career where I could help people like a doctor or something that would apply in that way. And finding research, it's given me the opportunity to be able to see behind the scenes what goes on and like understanding how can we see these problems and what can we do to solve them to help bring comfort to people and healing and that's really what has drawn me towards it. Yeah, it sounds like this is the place to be, that, that <laughs> type of research, answering mm-hmm. big questions, solving big problems. 
Kenneth, did you have anything you wanted to add? You touched on it a little bit already, but... For me, I think one of the big reasons why I'm doing research is I want to contribute to making the world like a better place for everyone. Kind of, I mean, it's, it's really interesting and fascinating to find something novel, find something new and do something new. I feel like the more we do such stuff, the more we contribute to making the world a better place for everyone. We are going to cure diseases and illnesses. We are going to understand the human system better. We are going to understand the environment better. I feel like contributing to that is so great and so interesting. For me, that's the passion that is driving me forward. I remember I used to joke with my friends, like my two other friends and my brother, that someday maybe the three of us will win a Nobel Prize for something novel in the world. And we're like, <laughs> I mean, it's just a joke, but... Do you my PM like I mean if you do a PhD, that's possible. Then become you become a full time research scientist and it's possible. Who knows? So I mean it's really interesting to be able to contribute to that part and make the world a better place for all. It's one of the things we love about the life sciences is really everyone we talk to is is focused on making the world a better place, being a disciple of Jesus Christ and, and loving those around us and we keep finding that time and time again. So uh, we're, we're so thankful for you to come and uh, share with us a bit of your knowledge and, and what you're finding in the world. Is there anything else that anyone would like to, to add? Well, I will say I'm especially grateful for Dr. Gross and I mean the MM Bio Department in general. Like, Dr. Gross is really, really good. I mean, everyone who is coming to contact with Dr. Gross is like so appreciative of him. They are like, she's a celeb. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really grateful to her and for the kind of mentorship she's giving to us and the opportunities she's giving us. I mean, other labs are different. They are unique in their own ways. So, yeah, I mean, I respect that. But I'm especially grateful to her for what she's doing for me and all the help I'm getting. Don't they just make me look good? See, this is this is <laughs> hey, what hey, <laughs> so hey, we're just excited like, to have a celebrity. This is on our why podcast, I'm a celebrity. Sure. It's because these students. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dr. Gross, do you want to just uh, give a quick promo for when your class is taught and and what someone can do if they're interested in taking it? Yeah, if you're interested in the BYU Phage Hunters program, there's several of us professors involved: Don Breckwell and Brett Pickett as well. You can register through at the Microbiology and Molecular Biology Department, MMBio, and it's 194 is the class number. Yeah, and it's just open registration. So, But if you register, beware, there's a 50% chance. That you might get hooked, and then you're stuck for life, right? (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a great conversation. Thank you. It was a pleasure.